Yo. What it do? Yo. We are back here on Talking Sports with Wade. What's wrong? See, he's off his game today, y'all. He's off his game today. He's not he's not picking up his cues. He's not he's not picking up the well, he's not picking up the what I'm putting down. I'm you get down. what I'm saying? I'm turning down mobile devices. He's not he's not picking up <laughs> what I'm putting down. He's off his rocket right now. It's been a couple of weeks uh, since we didn't had an episode here on Talking Sports with Way and Mr. Crony. We are on episode 19. One more till we get to 20. How do you feel about that, bro? We're almost there. <laughs> We're almost at 20, bro. We almost did 20 fucking episodes. How do you how does it feel? Coming into into like the, the the number twenty, how how does it feel, bro? It feel like we we, we coming vets almost, huh? I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think if if we had to to you know put some on that, we are definitely becoming vets of this shit. We are a hundred percent becoming vets of this shit. I feel like our broadcasts have been getting better and better and better. And since I feel like since we switched to to audio only, I feel like that's honestly helped the broadcast as well. Not that you weren't like, you know, doing good on the video. Just I feel like you're more comfortable now that we're doing like audio only. It's not really so much of a look thing and it's just more of a talking your shit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And I just I don't I just feel like you're more comfortable mm-hmm. now, Mr. Crony. And again, that's what we thrive, honestly, as you know, to do here on the Ways World Network to make our audience comfortable, to make anybody we bring on the broadcast comfortable. We just want to put out an overall family of like a family atmosphere. Not necessarily like all the broadcasts are for kids, <laughs> but we want to put out Definitely like not. Not, but we wanna we wanna like you know a, a chilling with the homies type of vibe. Right. That's what we want to bring. Like, you know, you come on to any of the podcasts on the Ways World Network, we want it to be like you are chilling with the homies. I am your boy, Way, president and CEO of the Ways World Network. You can find me on IG, how underscore way underscore how. Also, IG, Ways World underscore network. And you can find all of our programming on either the Ways World Facebook page or the Ways World Network YouTube page. Or the website. Or the website. Definitely the website. Waysworldnetwork.com. <laughs> Let them know who you are, well, sir. This is Crony. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or uh, Snap. Uh, Lavelle Crony. L-A-V-A-I-L-C-R-O-N-E-Y. Okay, 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 okay. So, we're here on this broadcast. And what we have brought to you all today... It's the NBA playoffs. We in round two. Also, nigga, we made the Nets just hired a Hall of Famer as their head coach. Mr. Crony has some things he has to say about the, the refs in the bubble. He has, he has some things he has to get off his chest. Because apparently you refs have been pissing him off. They just, you, you've been pissing me off too, but bad officiating all through, not just my team or certain teams, it's all of them. And that's what we're definitely going to discuss. And then we're also going to discuss the Bucks. The Buccaneers just signed another piece, another addition to their roster. When now, obviously. Mr. LeGarrette Blunt is now signed to a one year deal. A one year deal. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if y'all don't know who Mr. LeGarrette Blunt is, he's a three-time Super Bowl champion. He won two rings with the Patriots, won another one with the Eagles after being let go from the Patriots. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, he got signed with the Bucks, and the Bucks are looking stronger and stronger and stronger. We will definitely get into that. Yes, but sir. starting off the broadcast, the NBA playoffs, sir. It's been a crazy ride. So when we left off, when we last left off on you all, we were discussing game five. <laughs> we were discussing game five. And the uh, Lakers were still playing. The Lakers were still playing the last time we all talked to you. So, let's just kind of update everybody on what's been going on. If you don't know, you will know. So, let's just go from game five, the last game five we talked about, which I believe was Lakers Blazers. Um, game five, the Nuggets beat the Jazz 117 to 107. In game five, the Clippers beat the Mavericks 154 to 111. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee closed out the Magic for one. Even though the Magic got that, that really strong game one win, Milwaukee set them down after four more games. Mm-hmm. Um, game five, Houston went up 3-2. The Rockets beat the Thunder 114 to 80. Then the Lakers closed out the Blazers 131 to 122. Of course. That's without Dame Dollar, too? Of course. Then we go into game six. The Clippers finished out the series 111 to 97 against the Mavs. The Nuggets took it to a game seven against the Jazz 119 to 107. And the Thunder tied up the series against the Rockets 104 to 100. Should have never went to a fucking game six, but we will talk about that in a second. Denver eventually closed out the series 80 to 78. That was a very, very strong closing few minutes because Denver was up four, they was up 78 to 74, then the Jazz came back dropping. Buckets, my man's Donovan Mitchell got him one in there. Like they, they was in there doing no. Don't sleep on Collins, cause Collins was doing his thing too. Man. Okay, again, I'm just saying. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got But Donovan Mitchell is their, is their star. He, they, he just signed a Superman. Him and Gobert. Him and Gobert, like Gobert, like Gobert kept them alive. He did, but that's because Gobert's like 7'2", with like a 7-foot fucking wingspan. Of course, even up alive. like defense, he was a defensive player of the year for a reason. Like Gobert is, is cold. He was showing it. He, he, he was showing it, man. But the Nuggets came up in that game, 80-78, to 78, off of a last game-winning shot by Nikola Jokic. And a turnover by the Jazz. That turnover, yep. I saw Donovan Mitchell's face. He was crushed. He was like, he, he was crushed. And the Rockets beat the Thunder in game seven, 104 to 102. <laughs> with a defensive play by the man they said could not play defense, Mr. They didn't say he couldn't. He they, said, they said he was garbage at defense. But they've been saying he was garbage at defense. He don't play it. Giannis even fucking said the All-Star game. Yeah. If you want to put somebody and give them some easy buckets, we're going to put them on fucking Harden because he ain't going to guard them. They've been talking shit about my man's Harden, and, and he came up with a defensive play. So, yes, I feel like I can, can talk some shit right now. <laughs> give me just a little bit. God damn it. I ain't going to say nothing. He came, he came through for his team. Came man. through. Let's go. Then we go into the game ones of the conference finals out east. Celtics beat the Raptors game one. 
Heat beat the Bucks, game one. Celtics Raptors score, 112-94. The Heat Bucks score, 115-104. to 104. Game two, the Celtics won by three, 102-99. And the Heat beat the Bucks by two, 116-114. to 114. But that game had some controversy at the end. Jimmy Buckets was shooting free throws with zero seconds on the fucking clock to put them up for the game winner. It was like all he had to do was literally hit one, and that was it game. Was over. Yeah. There was nothing else the Bucks could fucking do. That was game two, right? That was game yeah. two. That was definitely, definitely game two. Game three of the Boston Raptors series is today. Game one of the Nuggets Clippers is today. Game three of Bucks Heat is tomorrow. And game one of Rockets Lakers is tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night at 9 p.m. They always play so late. West Coast. So, what has been the most exciting series so far out of game one? I'm going to leave you with that question. The Nuggets and the Jazz. Talk about it. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it went game seven. It went seven games. Uh, Gobert showed why he's an ex-defensive player of the league. Um, Donovan Mitchell... When are we finally going to say that he's a superstar? Like, when is that conversation going to come into play to where people starting to recognize and realize that this guy is a superstar? He is a franchise player. Uh, the Knicks really fucked up when they didn't get him, when they didn't draft him. What was that, three years ago? Four years ago? One of them. They really was tripping when they didn't didn't draft that guy. Um he scored 50, what, twice? It was just a beautiful thing, bro. Like, that shit was crazy. Um, but the Nuggets came through, though. Uh, Murray, ain't that his name, Murray? He scored 50, like, he scored 50, then 48, and then 56, I think. Dropping like, buckets. When I, dropping they, buckets. When, when, when I said they was getting 50, 50 point games back and forth, they was dropping back, buckets. Y'all, and then, but the thing is, the only reason, well, one of the reasons why um, the Nuggets lost that game seven is because Donovan Mitchell. No, why they won. Why the Nuggets won? Yeah, mm-hmm. why the Nuggets won and the Jazz lost is because Donovan Mitchell had to take up the defensive responsibility of Garden Murray the, the last one. Fourth, the fourth quarter, maybe the end of third, fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Um, and that drained them. Uh, the only thing I have to I have to say about Donovan Mitchell is you got to you gotta get back into play because you guys could have won the series if you would have just got up and got back into play. Um, you can't be bitching at the refs like that, man, because really it was your fault y'all lost that game. If you want to put it, if, you, if, you, if you're asking me, it was definitely his fault why they lost that game. Okay. Again, I feel like, yes, it was his fault. Um, not necessarily game seven, but game six. Uh, let me double check. Because game seven, I don't think that was his fault. Game seven, he was there. Game seven, he just lost the, he lost the possession at the end of the game. That's and all. He that, lost the possession. He lost I'm the, to tell you exactly what happened. The ball went out. Went out of, well, he lost the possession. He slid. Right yes. there at the baseline Literally. or whatever. And yep. he slid. And instead of him getting back up, running down the court. He just put his head down. He just put his head down. He was bitching at the ref. So then when Gobert, was it a rebound? Gobert got the rebound. And while they're running running a fast break, he got three people around him. And the only person that he got that he can't get the ball to is Conley. 
And Conley couldn't pass the ball off to Mitchell while he was up there with his hands up because he's all the way across the court and he only had point something seconds left. But that, you know but that shot that Conley put up though was nasty. It, it was, almost went it in. Was, it was nasty. Like that motherfucker literally rammed out. Like yeah. that shot was nasty. So I know that that's eating him alive. It gotta be, bro. But it that, gotta be because you, you gotta continue to. You gotta say, continue. If to you're the if you're the best player on the team, if you're like the star of the fucking team, then. If you don't get the last shot of the game, and again, this is why we're gonna we gonna discuss this a little bit in a little bit too, um, because this also kind of ties into why I feel like the Rockets went seven games with the Thunder. Again, I understand you know opinions and shit like that, but I'm gonna get mine. Um, <laughs> I I feel like at the end of the game, they always say, put the ball in the hands of your best player. Yeah, of course. Put the ball in the hands of your franchise player. They literally, I think, right before that game, gave Donovan Mitchell a super max contract, which means that is your future. Yeah, your future. That is the best player y'all done had yeah, franchise player. come through fucking Utah since Carl Malone and John Stockton. Donovan Mitchell was better than Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer. I fucking said it. He was better than that fucking than that, oh, that preach. Then the duo, both of them together. He was better than that whole fucking duo. <laughs> so give it to him. He deserves that. Give him his. And the thing is, he said he wanted to fucking stay. Who the fuck wants to stay in Utah? But they, but they. Talk it's now, just like going to Cleveland. But they worried about the chemistry between him and Gobert. I'm telling y'all, what happened between them two during this coronavirus made them even tougher. Made them even their relationship even stronger. You can see it on the court every game. But here's the thing, right? People was worried about their relationship, but honestly, what I say is there's nothing to really worry about because nobody, let, let's just be real. Now, I'm not going to say nobody took coronavirus serious, but a lot of motherfuckers was playing around with it because we had no information and the way that our government had this shit fucking run, they made it seem like, oh, okay, it's just something that's just going to sweep the nation for a couple of weeks. Oh, we'll be fine. And then what the fuck happened? We've been shut down since fucking March. Well, we're not shut down technically right now, but basically the world has changed since fucking March. Since fucking March. So much death, and it's not just the corona. So much death, man. Yeah, by the death way. Death just looms over us every day. From from talking sports um, to the Bozeman family, R.I.P. Black Panther. R.I.P. Chadwick, bro. R.I.P. R.I.P. Chadwick. For real, for real. We, we spoke on that on the last drunk cast or the last Ways for a podcast. I forgot which one. But we spoke on that, and yeah, R.I.P. to fucking Chadwick, bro. And please start giving him respect for more than just one movie. For real. This man was in way more movies than he just Black was. Panther, man. He was. He was James Brown. He was Jackie Robinson. Um, fuck. He was definitely Black Panther. I'm trying to think of what the fuck else he was in. What the fuck else did he do? 12 Bridges. Yeah. Um, he That man got a body of work. Body of work. Please. So put, just put some respect on his name. Definitely put some respect. Or some more respect, goddammit. Not like y'all ain't been respected. Right. right. But definitely put some more respect on this man's name besides just keep saying the Black Panther. Even though I get why people are saying that because that was the most 
culturally significant movie for all of us. Like when when people found out that like for this black, generation when black when people found out that Black Panther was getting his own movie, everybody was like, "Oh shit!" And then at mm-hmm. Endgame when he was the first one out that portal, it was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> Ebombe, Ebombe." Okay, we with you, my nigga. What guy like? Let's go. I remember being, I, I was in the movie theater watching Endgame, and when I say that whole fucking movie theater, when Black Panther walked out that bitch, we was, right all, we was all like, nigga, nigga, <laughs> let's go, my nigga's out, like, he was the first one to walk out that bitch, he bumped back. That whole, like, just, people don't really, people don't, a lot of people don't put their respect on the Avengers regardless, because that whole scene, if you pay attention to who all was in who all that out. scene, it was everybody. Dude. It was everybody. Everybody, bruh. It was everybody. Everybody. If you really take the time to pay attention, like, everybody was in that shit, yo. Everybody. But, 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 back to these NBA playoffs again. I just wanted to do that quick side note and, you know, rest in peace to chat with Bozeman. Um, but, yeah, back to these playoffs. I just feel like you gotta have your star take the last fucking shot. I just feel like you gotta, you have to have your star take the last fucking shot. And in this particular case with the Nuggets, it, it was possible. Donovan fucked up, and then Conley had a rim out shot there. Like when I say when I saw that bitch go up, that motherfucker looked clean. It went as low into the rim to be able to come back out as possible. That motherfucker looked so clean. It looked so fucking clean, and I was like, oh, they might. They might, they might, like he might. thought it was over. He's like, oh, they got it. I'm like, 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 he hit that bitch. No, he didn't. He hit that motherfucker. Nah, nah, nah. Denver got it. But that's the thing, though. Denver should have took it. Um, I feel like Denver is farther along in their rebuild and in their process. They got pieces around. Um, They've been building that roster for quite a while. And once they got Jokic, people was already saying that was the first piece that they needed. To, to do something to even become a championship contender. Then Murray came along, mm-hmm. Gary Harris. Now they got Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter. Am I saying the right one? Because there's two. No, there's, I, no, no. The one, the other, I'm thinking of Kevin. That is Michael. That is, that is Michael. Um, I'm thinking of Kevin Porter completely. Uh, Michael Porter. So, yeah. They got Michael Porter, who's, who's stepping the fuck up. They just, Denver, Denver played this shit smart. I feel like Denver played this shit extremely fucking smart, and they're starting to, to reap the benefits. Denver is out of the first round. Like, when was the last time we could say Denver was out of the first round? That, that's an accomplishment to me. Yeah, I mean, they made it out the first round last year. Did they? Yeah, they got beat by the Blazers. Okay, matter of fact, you're right, you're right, you're right, because that's how the Blazers went to the finals. I mean, to the conference finals. finals yeah. yep. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right, you're right. And then they get swept. Uh, I want to give them one game. <laughs> I hope that they took me. I think they got switched. But uh, again, just it's just one of them seri- those series, like uh, mm. just because you knew it was over, like you knew they wasn't gonna win. You knew they wasn't gonna fucking win that. I'm telling you, the game, this game seven, wouldn't have been so close. I, I think if uh, Murray didn't take that shot to the uh, that knee shot to the thigh, I think that knee shot to the thigh slowed him down the rest of that game. Mm. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. The next thing we're going to talk about, hmm, Rockets Thunder Game 7. Rockets Thunder Game 7. You had a lot to say. So I'm, I'm gonna let you I had a lot to say about the next upcoming series. After that win, 
Well, let's talk about the win. Because of the this defensive play of Harding that he made at the end let's of the Let's talk about the win really quick then. Let's just talk about the win. So, give y'all some stats as I normally do. Um, Dort had 30 points. CP had, a a triple le- double. had a triple double, 19, 11, and 12. He's now 3 and 4 in game 7s. Um, Giglios Anderson, Giglios Anderson, Giglios Alexander <laughs> had, had 19 points. Uh, Steven Adams had a nice 10 and 9. Yeah, they, they, they got some contributions. On the Rockets side, Westbrook put up 20. Harden had 17, 9 and 3 on a bad shooting Bad night, shooting But night. he still had 17, um, 9 assists and 3 rebounds. Covington stepped up with 21 points, 10 rebounds. Eric Gordon even had 21 points. He's coming a up. monster, man. And, uh... Hometown. Yep. And I believe this is either Jeff or Jermichael. Jeff Green. Jeff Green also contributed last night with 13 points. Three rebounds and an assist. I'm not going to lie. I'd be surprised if he's still being in the league, man. Because Jeff Green has so much potential. He was, a, he was a lottery pick that was picked by the Celtics, that was traded to the Thunder. He was originally considered to be, if y'all remember, he was originally considered to be one of the Thunder's big three because they thought they had Jeff Green, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant. And they was like, oh, shit, that's going to be a nice big three. And then they traded away Jeff Green, got in Harden, and we know the rest of the fucking story from there. Yes, we do. <coughs> Can you say they would have been champions? Yeah. If they would have kept them niggas together, bro, they would have been champions, bro. Champions. Two-time champions. champions. Maybe three. Champions? They, they would have had rings. They would have had rings. There wouldn't be no kings. Golden State who? There it wouldn't be, be no <laughs> rings. Golden State <laughs> who? Niggas. Like, yeah, 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 y'all, got, y'all got Clay, Steph, and Draymond? Nigga, we got Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. Oh, everything, bro. <laughs> Bring, that would have been like the best Western Conference rivals. West, they already said the Western Conference be stacked, right? Think about this. You would have had the Clippers with, with CP, Blake, and DeAndre. You would have had the Warriors with Clay, Steph, and Draymond. You would have had the Thunder with, with Harden, West, Ricky Durant. Nigga, like, we, y'all had it. You would have had the Grizzlies yeah, had with it. fucking Marcus Gasol, Zach Randolph, and Mike Conley. Y'all had it. Y'all had it. Mike Conley was the driving force in them Grizzlies, bro. No, it was Zach. It was Zach. It was Zebo. It was, it was, Zebo. It was Zebo. But when it comes to the playoffs, bro, it, it was Conley Zebo. was that man, and so, bro. But Zebo, Zebo was dropping 20 and 20. I mean, he was. He was, giving, he was giving niggas 20 and 20. Yeah, he was a B2. Motherfuckers sleep on Conley like he ain't that nigga, bro. Like, but, but hell, they got, they, got, they got him to the fucking Western Conference Finals. Like... Shit, they, the Grizzlies used to be so fucking cold, bro. As fuck, bro. They used to be gritty, and I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know what the fuck happened. They didn't. They didn't slipped up, slacked off, and everything. It fuck. be the money, man. It, it definitely be the money, especially in, in a fucking small market like Memphis. Right. Especially in a small market like Memphis, like like the small market teams really do have it bad. Like the like the Blazers, the Utahs. The OKCs, the Memphises, even Toronto. OKC coming. Cleveland. I just hope they don't o- change o- nothing. OKC is coming, but it's still a small oh, market yeah. team. That's what I'm saying. Like even San Antonio, even the Spurs. Ain't OKC thinking about selling? 
they've been talking about that shit for years. Um, they also have been talking about expanding to Las Vegas and Seattle because the Seattle fans want the Supersonics back so bad. Um, which again, I definitely understand. Like, I 100 percent understand why I want the super. The yeah, super I, mean, I get it. I get it. Um, but you, you give me like that. That's just really that. But again, James Harden made a defensive play, and yeah, we won 104-102. And so I'm gonna let you, sir, start off with the scores for the semifinals. The scores. Mm-hmm. And if you want to give some stats, give some stats. Well. What is it? Only four teams is playing right now. We got the Heat and the Bucks, and we got the Celtics and the Raptors. The Heat won Game One, one fifteen to one hundred four, and the Celtics beat the Raptors, of course, one hundred two to ninety nine. That was the Game Ones. Uh, game Two, Heat won again by two, one sixteen to one fourteen, with the controversial foul. Uh, Giannis on Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not agree with the foul, but, but it happens. in the new age in league, it's a foul. <laughs> it, it's a foul. You can't put you. They, they what? What is it? They about the safety of the shooters. And the, these new NBA challenges, man. Ooh, these challenges. Like in the last couple of minutes, they've been coming through. Ooh, they've been, they, these challenges. You know, uh, we got today at six thirty the Raptors and the Celtics game three. And then today at 9 o'clock, we have... No, not today. That's tomorrow. No, that is today. Today, we got Nuggets and the Clippers, game one. Bet, 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 (laughs) Good recap, Mr. Crony. Let's go ahead and bust out some of these stats. So, in game one of the Celtics and Raptors, the Celtics, Mr. Tatum, had 21 points, nine rebounds, two assists. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Jalen Brown, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Daniel Tice had 13 points and 15 rebounds. Damn, Tice. Nice contribute. Kimba Walker, 18 points, 10 assists. Can we uh Marcus Smart? Can we acknowledge that he got his first uh series win yes. of his career this year? Clap it up, clap it up for Kimba Walker. Clap it up for Kimba. Um again, being with that, that again, another small market team, let's just face it, the shitty ass Charlotte Hornets. Um again, no offense to Charlotte, but the team is trash. Or I'm, Michael. Or Michael, but the team is trash, trash as fuck. Uh yeah, just I'm sorry, the team is trash. Like y'all don't have a star. Y'all don't. Y'all best player is Devontae Graham. And and I couldn't tell you what the fuck that dude even looks like. What, who do you put the blame on for the fact that that team been so bad for so long? Jordan. Even before Jordan, they were bad. Jordan. I put it on Jordan because Jordan's had the same since they were the Bobcats. Or like towards the end of their Bobcats run. And then he then he moved them to Charlotte. They've been with him for a while since they were... They, so I blame this on Jordan, but that's because I don't feel like Jordan is a good GM. I've never felt Jordan was a good GM. Even, even like as I gotten older and I had a chance to to go back after it was all over, obviously, but like review what happened with Jordan in Washington when he was playing GM player and shit like that. He drafted fucking Kwame Brown first overall. Kwame Brown, you drafted Kwame Brown first overall. He gave you nothing. So what do you think he need to do? Is he part owner? Why don't he just hire a GM? Yeah. Hire a fucking GM. Hire somebody that can actually do this. 
Like, you don't need to be the GM no more, bro. You don't be need to making the, the basketball personnel decisions. You know, like you're you are the GOAT. You are the best of all time. That should have been and stayed your legacy. Right. I feel that. You should not have been a general manager at all. In the slightest. Like you, you, you. I understand Charlotte, North Carolina. That's your area, North Carolina. That, that's your spot. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not mistaken, he's from he's North. From there. He's from. So I get what you're trying to do, but nah, bro, this ain't it. You this, already own own it. So just, just step aside. You see, what's it's, going it's like on. it's like we Hire say a black GM. It's like we say with Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones shouldn't be running the GM spot for the fucking Cowboys, even though he's been putting together like a pretty decent roster. I'm not gonna lie, at least this coming up season. It's, it's, he, these past couple he of always years, supposedly putting together a great roster. It's just, they it's just got one, nothing since Emmitt. Dang dear shit. He he will pay the talent, it's just the talent don't be showing up. Um but shit. He paid the wrong talent, it seemed like. Not the wrong talent, but he paid the wrong people too much. Cause when he go when they had TO. He thought that was going to be cold. When the Cowboys got T.O., they were like, oh, shit. I mean, it was cold. But what the fuck they do? But they didn't win nothing. And then, shit, they drafted Dez Bryant. Didn't really do shit. They got Ezekiel, Amari, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dak Prescott, and an amazing offensive line. They just signed defensive talent and shit. They trying. They definitely trying. But, um... Also in this right in this Celtics Raptors game, Pascal Siakam had 13 fucking points. Um, OG Ananobi, 12 fucking points. Cal Lowry, 17 points. But is he still is that injury still lingering for Cal Lowry? Because at first I didn't think he was gonna be playing. I, I honestly I have not checked up on that. So again, I do apologize. I don't have that particular information for you at this moment. Um but moving on to the other game that, that Mr. Crowley spoke of. Jimmy Butler, game one, gave you niggas Jimmy 40. Bucket. Gave you fucking 40. Jimmy he gave you 40. Was hitting threes, was hitting twos, pulling up, going in. Dogging niggas. Working niggas. Working niggas. Working I fucking niggas, told bro. y'all. I fucking told y'all. Yeah, when I was watching that game, the only thing I kept thinking was, damn, Wayman knew what the fuck he was talking about. Because these Miami boys... They're not playing. These Miami boys, they literally, no point intended, bring the heat. Look, bro. Real, I literally bro. study. I study. Not study, study. Pat Riley. This motherfucker is a mob boss. He is a gangster, like an old school Italian fucking gangster. And they play like it. That's why I said Jimmy Butler, if that you, was a perfect play for him. Here's the thing, right? And Stephen A. Smith, shout out my uncle Stephen A. Not my real uncle, but hey, one day I'm going to meet this nigga. One day I'm going to meet his ass for real. Like, he said it best. You're not staying in Miami if you don't have a rough rider mindset. You're not working out in Miami if you don't have the rough rider mentality. If you're not going to bring that heart. If you're not going to bring that grit. If you're not going to play hard in and out every single fucking night. Think about Pat Riley with the Lakers. Rings. Why? Because he made them niggas dogs on top of the, the great, on top of Showtime. They were showtime and on the defense, you wasn't touching them. The Knicks in the 90s, what he do with the Knicks, he had them in the finals. He was that goddamn cold. 
He just couldn't win it. But Pat Riley. Well, look put, what he had to get through, bro. Exactly. But Pat Riley had them on defensive lock. What we not going to do is give up easy buckets. What you not going to do is come down this lane and think you're not about to get fouled. Like I said, that shit with Giannis, like I said, that shit with Giannis is not going to last forever. Raptors already proved what to do against that man. He has to find a jumper. Yeah. He needs to find a mentor. The only thing that I say will work for him, he needs to go find Tim Duckett. Speaking of Giannis, Miami, this whole thing, we got something else to talk about, actually. Um... Goran Dragic, 27 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo, let's see here, 17 rebounds, 12 points, 6 assists. Absolutely dogging niggas. Absolutely dogging motherfuckers out there. And... Here's my thing, right? So, I've been saying since the All-Star break. I've been saying this since the All-Star break. Watch out for the Miami Heat. Watch out for Duncan Robinson and them boys. Watch out for the mental toughness that Jimmy Butler is going to bring to this team. The Heat's my favorite team in the East right now. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there. My like, teams might meet in the East and the West. Like the Heat, my Celtics might meet the Heat. The, and, and, and the Lakers and me. You get me? You get me? Like this is just it just is what it is. Like and and and, and in game two, let's go to game two for the Heat. Um, I mean for the Celtics and the Raptors real quick. So game two for the Celtics and the Raptors. Um, Jason Tatum. 34 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Jalen Brown, another solid 16, 8, and 2. Daniel Tice, another good 9 rebounds. He only had 3 points this time, but still. Marcus Smart, 5 straight 3-pointers. Oh, my God. He was fucking Marcus Smart was out there wigging. He He was wigging. Boy. Kimball Walker, another good they 17 like points. They, they play like Miami. They play like Miami. But that's the thing, though. Like, and I ain't going to necessarily... I don't even, who the fuck is the coach from Boston? Fucking um, the dude from Butler. I always forget that white dude's name. He, he like, cause he's the youngest coach in the NBA. Yeah, the dude from Butler. But he... But honestly, if y'all... Again, we're from Indiana. So we remember those Final Four runs from Butler. We remember those Final Four runs. If y'all watch those Butler teams in the NCAA, um, like, you know, in the NCAA tournament, when they were making those deep runs, it was because of the Celtics coach. It was because of him. They, he, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens, there we go. He had them boys defensively tight. He had them mentally ready at all fucking points. That's all I'm saying. You get me? That's all the fuck I'm saying. Oh, I get you. Like, in order to survive in the playoffs, you got to have mental toughness. You can't go on the playoffs weak. Like, you got to... Everybody got to remember, though, the Celtics been there and done that. They've been to the conference finals. 
Uh, but really quick with the Raptors, Pascal Siakam had a better game, 17 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Enough. It's not going to not good enough at all. But you it, are the, it's, a, it's a rebound. You are the star player of that team. Yes, now. and we all been talking about it's you highly. Enough. We've been giving you your props all year. You was another player that I really stuck my neck out for talking about. Watch out for Siakam. He Crowley stuck his neck out for Siakam. This talk, is, yeah, talking about watch out for Siakam. And this is how you do us, bro. This all is, the reason you get a pass a little bit is because this is your, this is your first, first time. I'm carrying a team. This is you made it to the second round. So shit, hell. He gonna wake up though and get it together. Has to. Um Van Vliet had 19, Lowry had 16, Ibaka had 17, Ananobi had 20. Um if I if if oh no offense to no offense to OG Ananobi, but if that's gonna be oh, your primary score, you're not gonna make it far. Um Ananobi But, yeah, like I was saying, um, if OG Anunobi is going to be your primary scorer, then you're not really going to make it far at all. Sorry about that technical difficulty. My wife's phone is hooked up to this iPad that we use to record. Um, and because of that, whenever she gets a call, the iPad gets a call, and it knocks out the audio. Happens at least, at least once a fucking broadcast. At least once a fucking broadcast. But... Uh, let's see here. That was Celtics Raptors game two. Miami Bucks game two. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's just get the stat lines real quick. Jimmy didn't do so hot this game. 13 points. Three rebounds, six assists. Jay Crowder, 16 points. Six rebounds, two assists. Bam, 15, nine, and three. Um, Dragic, 23, five, and four. Duncan Robinson, 13 and three. Tyler Hero, 17, 5, and 4. Olenek even had 11 and 5. They, you see how that spread it? Huh? You see how that's just spread it? Like, they dangerous. And the Bucks. The Bucks. Uh, Giannis had 29, 14, and 3. Middleton had 23. Who had 29? Giannis. Uh, Middleton had 23, 6, and 8. Uh, Brooke Lopez had 16, and 7. Eric Bledsoe had 16, 7, and 2. And George Hill had 14, 3, and 1. All right, uh, I need to know how many free throws. Got you, got you. Giannis shot. Uh, how Ten. how many Giannis shot himself? I, I I can give you the teams. They don't give me Giannis's um, personally, but for the team, uh, the Bucks shot thirty three for thirty nine last night, uh, and the Heat shot twenty five for thirty two, uh, shot seventy eight point one percent from the free throw line. The Heat shot 38% from the three-point line, and the Bucks shot 28% from the three-point line. God damn, that's horrible. That is fucking bad. Yeah. That's horrible. That's probably the last one they lost right there. Horrible. That's why they lost right there. But also, Miami, this would have went to overtime. Let's just call it what the fuck it is. It would have went to overtime, but there was controversy at the end with the foul. Speak on it. I have to say that it is a foul, but I don't like the fact that it is a foul. Makes sense. I mean, different. Like, don't get me wrong. What happened to Kawhi Leonard and what happened last night is two completely different things. I understand protecting the shooter, but I feel that those calls should be called when the 
shooter's not protected. I don't think that, that Jimmy Butler was not protected from, you know, he wasn't safe from that touch but still, of the back. But still. But I get the rules. Yeah, like, they, when you shoot, they want you to have as much landing space as possible because we've seen what happens when people land on other people's foot. You break ankles and shit like that and you tear your ACL and shit. So they want you to have as much space as possible. They also obviously don't want you to get like hit or smacked in the face or no fucking shit because okay. that also can really, really fuck you up. Especially once that happens, you nine times out of 10, your landing is awkward as fuck, mm-hmm. which can fuck up something. It's just like you said, it's safety. It's really safety, but it cost the Bucks that game. It did. It cost the Bucks that game. Like Miami is up 2-0, but it's damn near up 2-0 with an asterisk. Like, they're up 2-0, but they're up 2-0 with a mean asterisk because that game was... It came down to, to the refs. It did. It came the down ref to the refs. decided that game, yeah. Um, a couple more playoff games, and then we'll kind of get into some ref talk, you know, kind of give you a piece on how you feel about the refs. Uh, the Nuggets-Clippers, how do you see that series going? Because that one kicks off today. The Clippers, they, they have trouble with big men. Yoko gonna eat, but I think it, it just comes down to Murray, really, really. You think about it, it's like, is he gonna be able to, like, I think that knee to the thigh really fucked him up. Like, it, it, I'm the only one that's saying it, but I really, like, watching him, he just don't look like, he when he runs and explodes to D up or explodes to with the cross after the crossover, it's not the same. So I see it going five, maybe six Clippers. But if Murray is a hundred percent, it's gonna go six, maybe seven. maybe seven. I can see it. I can see it. That's that. That's how I see it. I can see it definitely going six, maybe seven. Um, again, the Nuggets is another team that I've spoken of quite a bit. Um, I've said on multiple occasions that the Nuggets have pieces. They definitely do have pieces, yes. and they've been building that roster. Uh, the Clippers put together this roster, slapped this shit together with fucking tape. At Is the Beverly playing? And, ooh, ooh, that's a good question. But, yeah, the Clippers slapped together this roster. They they signed Kawhi, and the moment they signed Kawhi, they was like, okay, bet, let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and trade for... For, for PG2. No, you got to think, yeah, that was the only way that was going to get Kawhi. And they was like, let's go ahead and trade for PG2. And then once we traded for PG2, let's go ahead and put some shooters around them. Let's go ahead and put some smoke defense. Let's, let's, let's get this person here. <laughs> let's take this person from there. You might fit good. It's, um, the Clippers said that they are confident that Pat Beverly will return versus Nuggets. But as of right now, it's a no-go. Mm. But still, like... I, I I I do have faith in the Clippers. The Clippers, it is their destiny to at least get to the conference finals. They have to. They have to. That's that's what this whole fucking season has been about. It, that's what this whole this whole season has been about. LA versus LA in the mm-hmm. conference finals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's keep it. And on the East, it's been about the Bucks getting to the finals. That that's literally been the, the stories. The West is gonna either be the Lakers or the Clippers, and then the East. The Bucks need to get to the finals. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, though. Speaking of the Lake Show. Speaking of the Lake Show. 
we, for the first time in knowing each other, because uh, he is a LeBron fan. Always. And, and he rides where LeBron rides. He, 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 it's not a bandwagon for him. It's a, it's a family van. He, once LeBron packs up the kids and puts everybody in the car. I'm right there with him. He, 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 he right there. He like, let's go ahead and hop. When, when LeBron was in Cleveland, he, he found him a nice duplex in Cleveland. Had him a nice little setup there. And then when LeBron went to Miami, he was like, all right, kids. He packed up the kids and moved down to South Beach with LeBron. And then when LeBron went back to Cleveland, Crony was a little bit pissed. He was like, you know what? I have to go back to Cleveland. It, it, it's fine. It's fine. I, I enjoy the code. I'm from Indiana. I can do it. Went back to Cleveland, right? Then when LeBron went to L.A., this is the happiest this man has ever been. This is the happiest he's ever been. He's enjoying the L.A. suns. He's, he's enjoying the oceans. He's enjoying the, the L.A. babes. Tell me how you feel about, about L.A. Like, tell me how you feel about being out there, bro. It, it, it started off bad. You know what I'm saying, but it's looking good, man. I see the sun, no you, clouds. No, no clouds. You, you like it. You know what I'm saying. You like the weather. I, it, I like it. the weather. It's warm. <laughs> you know what I mean. I ain't gotta walk around with, with, with these big ass coats on no more. You know what I'm Yo, saying. It, it's nice. It's I, nice. The way, the way Stephen A. says it, like he, he says it's pretty good out there. <laughs> like he says it's parties all the time. All know. the time. It ain't gonna be no party if they don't win this chip though. Four, because they are facing my Houston Rockets. Yes, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a single player fan. I am a James Harden fan. Don't get me wrong. I am a James Harden fan. James Harden is my favorite player. But 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 I am a Rockets fan. I ride with my franchise. We parked in Houston. We in this motherfucker. <laughs> we didn't laid roots. I didn't set up a barbecue joint and shit like. We here, we here, baby. Like, what's up? <laughs> I was, I was with the Rockets when they had T Mac and Yao. I was with the Rockets when they had Louis Scola and and, that, and Ron Artest and that little makeshift ass roster. I was with the Rockets when they got James Harden. I was with the Rockets when they got Dwight Howard. I've been with the Rockets when they got CP3. I'm with the Rockets now that they got Russell Westbrook too. I've I've rolled with this franchise going on over ten years now. Like, since at least since 07, I've been riding with the Rockets. I had a little slip up in there because I was because Dwight became my favorite player. So I was rooting for Orlando for a while. But the Rockets have always been been a team that, like, you know, I've, I've respected the fuck out of. And I've, and I've loved the Houston franchise. Um, but, but, yeah, Rockets, Lakers. This is the first time me and Crony have known each other going about four years. We've known each other about four years. Cause we met June 2016, so yeah, it's been it's been four years. Um, this is the first time that we've ever had our teams meet in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's been out east. He's been away from me. Like he's been out east, Cleveland, Miami. Me, we've been enjoying the West Coast. We've been enjoying Texas. Like we've been here, but now he wants to move to Cali. And what's up? What, what, what's it's time for to go down? It's time, it's, it's, what's up? <laughs> like the the what? like 20, 2017, I believe it was. Um, when the Rockets first got Chris Paul that first season, when the Rockets made it to the Western Conference Finals, mm. and and it was and me and him was talking then. It should have been there. It, it should have been Cleveland, 
versus the Rockets. Mm-hmm. We were all we were discussing this. Like we were talking about this. Like, bro, it should have been Cleveland, Houston. It should have been Cleveland, Houston. There's no fucking reason why <laughs> it wasn't Cleveland, Houston, besides the Chris Paul injury. injury. That was it. That's it. Man. So we would have already kind of had this, but no. Now we gotta meet up in the conference semifinals and shit, and mm-hmm. and and one of our teams is gonna make it to the Western Conference Finals and hopefully win the chip. Uh, but yeah, man, like, how do you feel about? <laughs> so about look, those, so look, look, look. Let me let me go on my rant for a second. Here we go, Coach D'Antoni needs to go. If we don't beat the Lakers, Coach D'Antoni. Needs to go. When you don't be If. Because again, the game still got to get played. <laughs> if we don't beat the Lakers, Coach D'Antoni needs to go. He, needed, he needs to go based off of the first round. He needs to go based off of the fact that the, that the Thunder took us to seven games. No shit, no, not shit, no CP3 in the squad. Y'all put up a valiant fight. We just got that one. But that shouldn't have went seven. But when we talked about it, I even said I liked uh, I like OKC more than it than, than than the rap. I mean the Rockets, but they should only get two games. They should only win two games. It should have at most. It should have won six. We was up. We won game five. We did our job. How the fuck did we let them take it back? Like it just didn't make no sense to me. So I've been heavily on the fire D'Antoni bandwagon as of recently. Um, I'm back on that because. I, at first, didn't like the fact that the Rockets made him their head coach. I didn't like D'Antoni. I will, I, have, I respected D'Antoni in Phoenix. I just knew that they were never going to win the championship. I didn't like D'Antoni in New York because he fucked up Melo, he fucked up Amari, and he fucked up that whole little Jerry Lynn situation, Jeremy Lynn situation. He runs players ragged, man. He, he runs players fucking ragged. And then when Houston, after he was let go from the Knicks for, for trash-ass play, when Houston... Decided to sign him. I was the first one like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is going on? But then we got CP3. Things started looking fucking real. Things started looking real pretty. Things started looking nice. And Dan Tony kind of put the wool over my eyes and was like, and tried to rock me to sleep. And was like, it's okay. You know, I I got y'all. But you didn't have us, bro. You didn't have us then. And I don't feel like you got us now. You need to fire Dan Tony. You need to get rid of Dan Tony. They tried to sign Dan Tony to an extension. Dan Tony was like, nah, the numbers ain't looking right enough for me. I think I need this. I need I think I need that. What the fuck do you think you need but an exit the fuck up out of Houston? Yeah. That's that's all you need at this point. Like you You gave away our only big man at Clint Capella because you wanted to go extremely small. Cause you felt a, a small ball lineup with PJ Tucker at the center would be more beneficial. You could have yeah. still did that and kept him when needed. My bad. No, you're fine. You're speaking the truth. By getting rid of Capella, though, we did end up getting Westbrook, which was not a bad deal. Which was not a bad deal at all. Not bad at all. Um, <clears throat> because Westbrook is, is, is a beast. Let's just face it. He's a beast. But we don't have any big men in there, really, to take care of Teams that have big men, and you so don't have so a true point guard neither. And we don't really have a true point guard because Russell been fucking up. Russell has been fucking up. Um, 
You need some kind of a true point guard, man. Which I feel like if they just keep, let let James Harden do that. Let Russ attack. Let James Harden play point. Let him facilitate. Let people know when they're gonna get their shots, and let it go from there. Let let him do him. But that's, they not going to fucking do it. They should play Austin Rivers more. They're not going to fucking do it. They got fresh legs on that bench. Daniel House. Um, I can, I can go on. They got fresh legs. They're not fucking using it. It's just pissing me off. But in this series, I honestly do believe that if we do win, it's going to go to seven games. If we can get past the Lakers, it's going to go seven games. I don't think LeBron is going to go for anything less than seven <laughs> games. Um, if we beat the Lakers at six, I'm fucking. I'll be shocked. And I know you'll never let me let it. Let I, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't let nobody live that shit. If we beat the Lakers in six games, I would never let let that shit like live. But this is what the, this is what the Rockets have been waiting for. This is what y'all been begging for. Y'all said let's go ahead and get the Lakers and our small ball lineup will take them over. Everybody's been saying, oh, if the Lakers meet up with the Rockets, it's going to be kind of dangerous because them, them boys can run and, and do all that. But Dan Tony then, then packed in this lineup and he got him on. He got a short ass lineup of like nine fucking players just out there in, in the consistent rotation, about nine, eight players out there. And, and, and like, what the, what the fuck is going on? They ain't going to make it. Like, I'm telling you, so, they going to they gonna either, man, I'm talking, I can see it now. They going to. I kind of feel you on the seven games, but they that's, legs gonna give out before seven games. I don't think so. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like I feel like if we win, it's gonna go to seven games. If we lose, I feel like we can take it to at least six. I can give you the six, but it's just I don't. Even as even if Westbrook turn it up and actually shoot and play better, because he not I'm not playing good, good at all. I'm so used to seeing James Harden choke at in at, at the important moments. So But that's the thing though, shit. James Harden has been proven in these playoffs that he's he came he he's improved since the bubble started. That he came in with a completely brand new mindset. He came in fitter, he came in slicker, he's actually been paying, playing defense, um, which is shocking everybody because people didn't even think that James Harden could play defense. So I, I'm, That's I, not going to help them with Anthony Davis, though. But, that, but I'm saying, like, I have belief in Harden, not necessarily in Westbrook. Westbrook is new to the team. I respect Westbrook for consi- consistent triple-double seasons and MVP. Um, definitely look, you should have kept Chris Paul. But they, they was going to bang. They were, they were fighting. It, it was what it was. Uh, you know, it was what it was. If they all had a mind state like Chris Paul and rolled with Chris Paul, the Rockets would have been extremely dangerous. They definitely would. Uh, we may have a guest. Gotta gotta check some things out, but we may have a guest joining us really soon for like this next part. Because I think this episode is going to run... Um, I think this episode is going to run pretty long. I think this episode is going to run pretty long. Because we, we're only on the NBA playoffs. We haven't even gotten into... <laughs> we didn't talk about the refs yet. We ain't talking to about the refs. We ain't talked about Giannis possibly going to the Heat. We ain't that, talking, oh, my God. We ain't talked about none of that. Did. So, uh, we're going to take this moment to hear a word from our sponsors. And we'll be right back with you on Talking Sports with Way. I'm growing. What up, man? Can you hear me? 
Yeah, we can hear you. You hear right, me? Man. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, coming off of talking about the, the NBA playoffs, I know this is kind of like half, well, yeah, like halfway through the broadcast. I apologize, <laughs> man. No, you're good, bro. You're good. We got a special guest. Um, I really only know him as, as easy. Um, we've been talking back and forth between Facebook, Instagram. Um, he is the the easy the Speak Easy Podcast. The Speak Easy Podcast. I'm sorry. Yes, sir, you're good, man. You're good, man. Like, hey, it's all last man. minute, so I, you know what I'm saying I'm not. I can't. I can't fault you for anything. I appreciate <laughs> you uh, asking me on, bro. I'm, I'm. I'm just excited. This is the first time that I that we again. My, my homeboy Crony's here with me. My, my co-host. Um, this is the first time we've ever had like a, another sports podcast on the show. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, our, man! This is our first feature, so. Um, so, so let the people know, like you know, let the people know who you are. Am I allowed to swear or? Yes, yes, completely, completely free. Do you? Well, shit. <laughs> uh, what up, everybody? Uh, I go by Easy. Um, I run the Speak Easy podcast. Uh, we're a sports news and media company uh, out of Detroit, Michigan, black owned. Um, shit, man, I was just in quarantine, and um, you know, I was watching other podcasts that I'm fans of. I think it was Andrew Schultz, and he was kind of like, you know, now's your time to. Uh, to use use this time to be creative and do and do everything that you always had the excuse of not having the time to while you you know while we work in our regular lives, so I started the podcast and uh, sports is my favorite you know thing to cover. I, I like to cover. I, I like to talk everything though. To be honest with you, that's why I didn't really give myself a sports name per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just speak easy podcast. But uh, shit, man, I was just rambling and I'm a little high. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. But uh, yeah, I started a podcast in quarantine, and bro. This shit's actually kind of like slapping. Like it's starting to take off a little bit. Especially in the MMA community, um, but I, I've had tons of UFC fighter guests. If you guys like uh, UFC MMA, uh, I've had Kevin Lee, uh, the Motown Phenom. He's he's you know he's obviously from Detroit. Uh, he's, he's the number ten ranked uh, lightweight in the world for the UFC. He actually fought for the title. Um, I've had Kendra Lust on. Um, if, if all you nasty motherfuckers, I know you know uh, she's an adult uh, film star. She's a porn star, like one of the more popular MILFs in the industry. I remember seeing that episode. I remember seeing that yep, episode. Yeah, okay, it was dope too with her. She's actually a sports fan, so we got to talk a little sports. Um, and I had questions too about the porn industry too, like about the money they make. Because like, bro, you got to be getting paid good money to be, you know what I'm saying, taking all that damage on camera. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so let, me ask you a, let me ask you a question. How are you like, that's something I've been wanting to, to do is is to attempt to get like, so I guess you would say like celebrities, like we're like to uh-huh. get like, like that. Like, how do you, how do you go about doing that? Um, honestly, bro, and, and this is one thing too, I've learned from, uh, just, just fucking do it, bro. Honest to God, anything in life, like, like how old are you? I'm 27. You're 27. I'm 27 too. But especially like the younger people that are listening, bro, like anything you fucking want to be in life, bro, it's, it's as simple as just doing it. You know what I'm saying? And like there, there's, I had no clue, like same, same situation you are, like how to hit up these guys. But I literally just did it. I just shot them DMs, um, you know, comments sometimes and posts. Um, a lot of times too, the secret to the sauce for real. I mean, this ain't really a secret to the sauce because just I'm just as successful as sliding the DMs. But some people have their uh, emails on their Instagrams as well. Mm-hmm. That you can holler at them through. But, uh, Really, you know what I'm saying, and people coming on, then <clears throat> have a couple good interviews, couple couple good con- content, and just make sure it's out there, and, and and I guess become recognizable a little bit. Obviously, I'm still brand new, and not everybody knows me, but 
Um, I think that's helped as well. For when I do ask people, they say, okay, this guy interviewed uh, Kevin Lee. You know I'm saying, like, I'll come on a show. He must be kind of popular or have a following. Or, oh, he had Kendra left on. I jerk off to her fucking 12 <laughs> times last week. I'll hop on. You know what I'm saying? I'll see what's good with this podcast. But yeah, just hitting people up, man. And, and I, but talking to these people, obviously they're successful in their avenues as far as like uh, MMA or um, who else did I have on? I just, I just got off a, a podcast with an MMA journalist who's like, you know, he's a big, uh, he's a bigger name in the community. But the, the, all these people do, bro, is they just fucking do it. And, and they don't give up. They keep a positive mindset and they just bust their ass. Like, if you guys I don't know, you guys watch a lot of football. I had Glover Quinn on. Um, he played safety for the, the Lions. He actually went to the Pro Bowl, too. Um, he used to play Juco College. You know what I'm saying? And you hear the stories about guys like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like Cam Newton played mm-hmm. Juco. That's fucking Cam Newton. You don't really think about, like, if people ever doubted him or, or like, you know, didn't look at him as good enough because he is Cam Newton. But Glover Quinn, he was that. You know what I'm saying? He played at junior college and he went to a smaller NC, you know, Division One school. But he ended up getting drafted because he said, all he did was kept kept his head down and kept working. He he didn't think of the NFL as a possibility until they actually started contacting him and asked him to come to workouts and shit like that. And it's like, bro, is that all it really is is to fucking keep your head down and grind? And, and I talked to enough people and sure as shit, it really is, bro. Just fucking keep your head down, keep grinding, and, and don't give up. It's 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 such a cliche, but it's because it's true. That's why you hear it it's so real. often. It's real. You know? It's very very real. And like, and that's something that I've been. Like I said, I've been wanting to get like guests and things like that, like on the show for, for me and, and Crony to, to to you know talk to, possibly interview. Um, the Ways World Podcast and Network honestly just hit its one year anniversary. Um, Congratulations! I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, like so in this in this second year, that I definitely want to start expanding out. Like the fact that you're from Detroit and. You found our small town, little Indianapolis podcast, and you hit me up. I was yeah. like, I'm like, that's that's dope. Like that's that's dope, dope. Like for real, for real. Like the fact that, like I said, I didn't even think that I would reach outside of Indianapolis or outside of. Indiana. I, I when I first started doing podcasts, I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's my mom, my friends go is going to hear this. And then um, the other day. Um, I had put in like the groups that um, we're in, like we had we had mm-hmm. a three hundred listen spike, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, man, that's fucking congratulations, bro. That's fucking dope. What what was that episode? What it was, was it about? One year anniversary episode. It, and, and, man, that's and it awesome. Was, like that whole week of content, that whole week of content, like we had because we do a drum cast, we do a sports show. My wife has her own show for um for the women. Uh, we do mm-hmm. rest, we do a wrestling show. Um, and just like that whole week of content, like spiked up to be like 300 listens, and I'm like, God damn, like we, <laughs> like we really. <laughs> Congratulations, bro! That's I appreciate awesome. That. Like, we really out here touching, motherfucker. And and same thing to you, bro. Like congratulations, because like I said, I be, I be seeing you. Like I be seeing you. I be seeing the networking you be doing. I be seeing the the interacting yeah. you be doing. And I'm like. I gotta get my camera. Like I, I have to. I gotta. I gotta. We, we gotta get to that. Like we, we, this is episode nineteen of our show, um, and uh-huh. next week we'll be hitting episode twenty. And it's just like we, we, you give me like the big two. We just, it's just been, been real, real yeah. good. But um, let the people know how you've been feeling because we just kind of wrapped up the talk. We just wrapped up our talking about the NBA playoffs. Um, so let okay. the people know how you've been feeling about the playoffs. Um, maybe your favorite series so far. Some things you noticed. Okay. Um, real shit going into the playoffs. I was, I was beyond ecstatic. 
Um, even before the playoffs, I, I thought that we were going to get the true uh, 1 through 16 seeding that the fucking, as fans, we deserve. I'm sick of fucking garbage teams just getting in on the East sometimes. But uh, Magic actually put up a good fight against the Bucks. Would that, would that series go yeah, to I six? Five, five? Five? Magic won yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, but yeah, I was, I was excited for like a pure competition standpoint to where um, there's no fans, you know what I'm saying, and and there's no guarantee uh, to even make the playoffs with that they're playing, you know, what I'm saying with the eighth seed, and we saw the Suns go eight and zero, you know, and that's against like these are all teams that are top tier of the NBA in, the, in this bubble, so so for them to go eight and zero against all top tier teams, you know, we see how hard guys can go when they're focused and, and not in the off season getting their dick sucked by the same girl in the hotel room. <laughs> you guys yeah, see that shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying but like it shows you i guess like uh it's just it was just pure competition you know um no fans just going you know rolling the ball out there and just fucking like you guys versus us let's go so that I, i'm i'm excited i'm still excited from that as a you know standpoint i feel like the break in the action though with you know with all of the jacob blake stuff that kind of sucked and it's disappointing and like i'm not gonna lie to you bro even as like you know as, as like a biracial man like some of that stuff, sports sometimes is my escape from that stuff, bro. Because it's it could be so fucking depressing, yeah. bro. It's like, like see that shit, bro. It just fucking hurts, and like, and it's it's, it's also hurts too. Is like, because you know, not every situation is like that mm-hmm. either. You know what I'm saying, so like, but the fact that nobody can like uh, meet in that middle ground somewhere, and it's always just it's always division. It's consistent, consistent. Division. Yeah, man. And and just so like my my sports, you know, what I'm saying that's like my escape that's for real. Cool. You know, I, I yeah, you know, I don't, I I want to. I don't want to get depressed thinking about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Thinking about situations that happened to my family members in the past, or even myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just, I sports is my escape from that. So I, I, that I wasn't a fan of. Um, but last night's game was dope. The game seven with uh, the Thunder and, and the Rockets. James Harden made that defensive play. Were you, were you guys shocked? Were you guys like, look, look, man, yeah? No, what, what, what did you guys say before that play? Just the I'll let you go first what you got to say i was, I was shocked i mean uh he got the he got he got the block off so i was shocked but uh don't mm-hmm. think that's gonna be consistent throughout the summer so um i'm a rockets fan um i've been i've been a rockets okay. fan since 2007 um what hold on hold on what the pacers fall at with you like, like if, if rockets are playing pacers who are you rooting for you <laughs> Always gotta rep the Pistons. You always gotta rep. No, I'm kidding. You like to be right. The only thing is, it's like it's not necessarily that I root against the Pacers. It's just I've never really been a Pacers fan. My hometown is Gary, Indiana, which is at the tip. Shout out Michael Jackson. Shout out Michael Jackson, which is at the tip of Indiana, and and we've been so left behind by our state that like we root for Chicago teams because we're like 15, 20, 30 minutes away from Chicago. So, that makes so sense. We're like Bears, Bulls, and I've rooted for the Bulls longer than I rooted for the Pacers. Uh, but as, as I got yeah. older and actually started going through Indiana, like going to college and shit like that, I, um, I started like seeing more Pacers stuff, and you know, I actually became like a, a prideful Pacers fan because like I I yeah. stand for my Colts. Don't I stand for my Indianapolis Colts? I, I stand. I, yeah. So. When it comes to that kind of stuff, too, it helps when teams are successful. Like, I get it, like, being in Detroit with the Lions, like, if guys start rooting for the Patriots, and, like, it's hard to, like, root for your team when they're fucking just trash all the time. It, it does get to that point. So that that makes sense. Like, if you have the Bulls right there, and, and they have Derrick Rose, and obviously the history with Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, like, I guess you can't help. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to address this now, too. People say, like, uh, bandwagon fans, and I'm not, by definition, a bandwagon fan to anything, but I just hate that term because, like, bro, if you're, if you're a fan of something good, 
it shouldn't fucking matter. Like, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be called a bandwagon fan, bro. If you just like the way, like, if the team wasn't playing like that before, like, yeah, what the fuck did I have the root for? But now they're the sweet. Like, yeah, I fucking I like to watch them. But go ahead, my bad. I'm no, no, you're good. But yeah, if I had to do the, the Rockets, the Rockets faces. I would definitely be rooting for the Rockets, but again, that's just because of how long I've been riding for the Rockets. I've been riding for the Rockets since they had T Mac and Yell. Um, T Mac was so cold. So my homeboy, again, my so co-host, cold. he's a LeBron fan. He's been riding for LeBron like this whole time. So when LeBron, when LeBron went, went to Miami, he, he went to Miami. When LeBron went back to Cleveland, he was a Cleveland fan again. Now that that, like now that LeBron yeah. was the Lakers, yeah, be a fan of the player. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's good, man. It makes more sense to be a fan of of the the name in the back than the front because you know that's what you're watching. You're watching that guy. You're not watching. I mean, I guess you are watching the team still, but you're rooting for that guy. That's your rooting interest. Is the and this is the first time in our friendship. Like, we've been <laughs> for about four years. This is the first time that our teams have met in the playoffs. This is the first time that our teams have met. He won't bet on it, though. I'm not, I'm not putting my... Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, wait, who, his favorite team is the Lakers, or his favorite team is the uh, OKC? You know, his favorite team, or his favorite player is LeBron, LeBron and LeBron is on the Lakers. Oh, and the Lakers, yeah. And my favorite yeah, team is the Rockets. And, and, yeah, so this is our first time of our teams meeting up in the playoffs. Um, I told him, honestly, it would be real if the Rockets make it seven games. We could possibly pull this out. I don't think LeBron is going for anything less than seven. And he said that he don't even think really. He said at most six. Yeah. He said, but he's shooting for five. Um, which yeah, it's the Rockets are like mad interesting for real. Like that small ball lineup is just fucking insane. Like the fact that they've like has much success as they had. But I mean, that's OKC did take him to seven. It's, fire D and Tony. Exactly fire, fire D and Tony. I have been on the Fire D and Tony train. For, I'm the conductor <laughs> of the Fire D and Tony train. I, I don't like Dan Tony. I didn't like him in New York. I don't like him with us, but fire Dan Tony. Um, but yeah, I, go ahead. My fault. No, you're good. You're good. I Dan, the fire Dan Tony thing, I guess, like from someone who's like in a situation like the Pistons were like, we don't have success, but I've noticed Dan Tony has had success like everywhere he's been. He may not have won a championship, but like he at least gets you competitive. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, fuck it. Yeah, you know what? Fire him. Let him come to Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Fire Dan Tony. I'm on that train too. We'll hire him here in Detroit. He he just runs franchises and players ragged. That's, that's, that's like I just and then his teams are not known for playing defense. And as a and as a sure. as a as a Detroit native and as a Pistons fan, y'all are nothing mm-hmm. but defense. Y'all y'all are y'all yeah. y'all game and y'all, and y'all had some success. And you get y'all, I just don't have nothing recent. But y'all game yeah. has always been defense. The, the Pistons have always won on the back of defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I pride myself in that too. I don't pride myself. I'm not a fucking player. But like I noticed that in my like who I choose to root for and stuff like that too. Like it took me forever to get on the bandwagon of like James Harden because because of that. You know, I I, I like guys who make the team better. Right. You know what I'm saying the W's. The, like all right, for instance, Kyrie Irving, bro, he's obviously a good player. No disrespect to him. But that's not a guy I want on my team, bro. He he's a he's not a winning piece of of, of a team. He's talented and can do sweet shit, highlights. But if you want to win, that's not really a, like a dude I want on my team. That's saying, only second favorite player. player. But, but what did yeah. I say though? You did. I, I've I've said that because of that, he's he changed my out, outlook, my, my look on how he, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, like I like a like you know what I'm saying even before Luca was Luca this year, I liked Luca a lot because he played very similar to LeBron, where like it don't matter who he has around him, he's gonna have s- some success because of his ability to sh- to make plays and share the ball. Yep. You know what I'm saying like. 
I, that's why I love LeBron so much, bro. Like, if, if LeBron wanted throughout his career, he, he could have put up Kobe numbers, I, like, all day. I get there's a mentality that was different. But if you wanted to, if that was his, you know what I'm saying, his, 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 how, how he played, he could if he wanted to. But he's a different player, man. He's a facilitator. He shares that ball, too, you know? That's what I like about him because he, he, bro, you know how many garbage ass teams LeBron's carried to the finals? A ton. I you understand that a lot on the show. A ton. Seven years straight, right? Was it seven years or eight years? How long? It was eight years straight. Man. From 20 Like some of them Cavs teams, like, were fucking, ugh. Even, even his last year with Cleveland, like, who do you have? I think Kevin Love was hurt in the finals, was it? No, Kevin Love played. Kyrie was gone. Kyrie was gone. Yeah, and Caleb went down in the season. It was literally LeBron carrying the team on his back. Him and Della Dova. Della Dova. Yes, bro, exactly. And then where's this guy now? Where's Della Dova now? You know what I'm saying? On the bench in Milwaukee. Yeah, bro, like LeBron. No, Della Dova's back in Cleveland, but he's on the bench still. Still. You know nothing right now. Dr. Dre still. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. So moving on to the next topic. The Nets just signed. Steve Nash, Nash as yeah. their head coach. Um, one of y'all can go. Who wants to start? He can start. It was Crony, right? Is that how you say it? Crony, go ahead, bro. Well, I just got this news today. How do you like, feel? Oh, yeah, everybody did. Ago, <laughs> I don't really know how I feel yet about it because I don't know what he can bring to the team like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he helped out in, in Golden State but for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Um I don't see the team being too much of a defensive team, but I guess we just have to wait and see. Do you think that having somebody like Steve Nash, who is highly respected around the league, and is somebody that people say should have definitely won at least one championship? Since you gotta think, y'all, he got a completely young team, so they gonna look he, up to him. He has KD, he has Kyrie, he has... Oh, uh, he's going to Brooklyn. He's going to Brooklyn, the Nets, yes, the Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking he going, you say New York. I didn't, I didn't say New York, I said... Oh, New yeah, no. Oh, he's in Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Kyrie just got a, uh, yeah, Kyrie just got a blessing right there, for real. Yeah, like, he got hopefully, a, hopefully he's not too something. Yeah. That's different. If he can get Kyrie right, that should be his main mission, because the, the way that they've been playing... Without either of their star players, they got the mentality. They, he just need to change Kyrie. Once he changed Kyrie, it's up, uphill from yeah. there. You say it's up from there, huh? The moment, the moment they change Kyrie is up from there. That's, up that's- from there. I'm I'm about to get crazy. I'm about to say something crazy. They should actually get rid of Kyrie. If they, unless they could change him, they could change Kyrie. Kyrie's stubborn, bro. He literally like left a situation with one of the greatest players of all time, and LeBron James, being fucking as stubborn as he is. Which whatever you know, what I'm saying he's a grown ass man, he can make his own decisions. But like, man, if if Steve Nash could, could get some of that uh facilitator in him, that'd be a bad man, bro. Kyrie, bad man. Man. That's, man. The that's what Kyrie would be a motherfucking problem. Though. Kyrie That's what he would be a motherfucking he, he, he can pass, but, that, but, that, yeah. but think about the way that. Matter of fact, I saw a video the other day, and it was talking about Markel folks, but I think it applies to Kyrie too. They were saying that Philly fucked up Markel folks because they didn't let Markel folks be Markel folks. Markel folks in college was a score passer, and he was known for setting up his team and and having good assist numbers. When they, took mm-hmm. him, when they took him to Philly, they already had a 6'11", ball-dominant, power-forward point guard slash player. And they put Markel Fultz in a situation where they knew Ben Simmons wasn't going to give him the ball and let him do him because Ben Simmons couldn't even shoot. So yeah. with Kyrie, 
Kyrie, when he was in college, was a scorer. Yeah, he got hurt in those first few games, but people saw Kyrie's scoring potential. When he got to Cleveland, what did he do? That was his job. His job was to score. When they got, when he went to Boston, same thing. It was meant for Kyrie has always been a scoring point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that like his ability to, to pass the ball. Kyrie got handles and he got court vision. So I feel but like if they, it, he that's he, that's, he, that's that's his only problem. He just don't use it. And yeah, and, so, and and having like like because you're 27 too, like having experience watching uh. Carmelo Anthony, you know what I'm saying, who could never just get it right as far as like being a team member. Yeah. I, I don't know that Kyrie will do it. Because another thing too with these guys, like you asked them to change, but like they're at the top of the game. On top of Kyrie actually has a ring too. So he could probably, you know what I'm saying? I can see him being stubborn, sound to Steve Nash, like, bro, I've accomplished more than you. You know what I'm saying? Like some crazy <laughs> shit like that, you know? But like, yeah. I, it's interesting. But yeah, I, him saying but that. That, I, I can see Kyrie saying it, but here's what Kyrie needs to, if he, if he even has that thought, needs to step the fuck back, right? Kyrie mm-hmm. was not the best player on that team. LeBron was. LeBron was. Steve you Nash, can't tell Kyrie that. Steve, Steve Nash was the best player on those Suns teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, he oh, yeah. was the orchestrator. He, it was literally a symphony that he it, ran. The thing with him, too, that I, I appreciate, like, even even Luca a little bit, too. And, I, and, again, I'm just some guy on my fucking couch right now. But, like, they're not as athletic as LeBron James or fucking uh, Kevin Durant. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're... I mean, let's face it. No disrespect to any white listeners. You know what I'm saying? They're like just their white dudes are just so skillful at the game. You know what I'm saying? That they're able to succeed. Even when the guys around them are a lot more athletic. You know what I'm saying? They can make a lot more plays. They're just so like uh their skill set they bring is just so like refined and 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 like to a T that they're like I mean Steve Nash won MVPs, you know what I'm saying? Like and how tall is he? Like five nine? I don't even think he's six foot. No, Steve Nash is like a good like probably five nine, five ten at the moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's he's not like a super extremely athletic guy. And for him to have as much success in a, in a sport like basketball where guys are fucking six, seven running like four fives and stuff like that. Like it's that's, that's some, that's some great knowledge to have as a head coach. I think, I think he'll be successful as long as, uh, you know, Kyrie can get on ship. I think Ky- I hate to fucking keep bragging on Kyrie, but I think he could like make that look like a bad situation for Steve for sure. I feel but, say because KD, KD's gonna come in here day one and ready to work. It's just like mm-hmm. you said, it's literally Kyrie. But what I yeah. will because KD needs to be the score. Yeah, and I would love to say that Kyrie, and this is gonna sound weird. It's the only word I can think of. I'd love to say Kyrie would, would submit to KD in like an alpha situation, but like he literally played with LeBron James and he didn't submit then. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he wasn't. You know, says I don't know. As I really just don't know what's gonna happen. It's it's gonna be a so. What kind of trade would you prefer? Ooh. Good question. Ooh. Good question. Uh, man, um, if I am a New York Knicks uh, organization member, I'm giving them whatever just so I can sell some tickets because motherfuckers been on their asses of, of not being successful. They could at least, I mean, they sell tickets regardless. But I mean, if I'm New York, I mean, that's that's a team yeah. I, I think would he'd be happy to go to. But here's and the uh, like they have enough, you know, draft capital at this point, right? They yeah. suck every year. With the Knicks, with the Knicks, like the Knicks has just been, they they were supposed to, they were quote unquote supposed <coughs> to get Zion, didn't happen. Yeah, they they were quote unquote supposed to get KD and Kyrie. They both said if if the if the other one goes to the Knicks, I will go to. They were supposed to have KD and Kyrie, and they went twenty. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. 
They went 20 minutes up the street from Madison Square Garden to the Damn. Barclays Center. That's, it's that close? It's that close. That's crazy. I didn't know that. They went 20 minutes up wow. the street to the Barclays Center. They went from That's Manhattan to Brooklyn. Like, it's gotta be, yeah, man. It's maybe it's gotta be ownership. I was never a fan of saying that as a sports fan. I was like, what the hell do owners gotta do with it? You know what I'm saying? Because you're higher. Just speaking on that last yes, it's, 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 it's literally like it's like yes. it's a rotten fish. It rots from the mm-hmm. head down. And it's just it's it's tons of organizations that that are out there like that where just the front office is the reason why they're trash. Um, yeah. Another, I almost said like another reason why things are trash, but speaking of trash, Mr. Crony has a hot take, well, not even a hot take, but he has a, what's what I'm thinking of? A monologue that he wants to give right now. He has a, a, a speech that he wants to give right now. Lay it on me, Crony. About the, yeah. about the NBA refs and how they've been acting in this mm. we, we present We present to you all this week's Crony's Corner. Go ahead. Exactly. Oh. I really didn't want it to be a take. I wanted it to be a conversation because. Well, give your again. This is your give your take first, and then me. Well, and you know, I go. watch a lot of the games and the officiating in the bubble since it started has been terrible. Uh, I, I'm tired of seeing refs decide the games. I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm tired of seeing that, and these foul calls that they're giving people and they're missing is just over the top horrible like what mm-hmm. was last night we saw somebody get slapped in the face bro last what night the game the, the the heat game got decided on a terrible fucking foul call exactly so i think i just want to have a conversation though what do y'all think my opinion on that though for real it's i mean obviously it's whack it's undeniably wacky you watch it and be like come on now but that's how the NBA's been, man. I can't even, like, I don't allow myself to get too excited or upset about it because I just understand that. Because, like, especially, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, I'm being from Detroit, I'm a fan of defense, right? And, and obviously defense, and we had the bad boys, I'm saying, we, we get a little rough. I see I see them ticky-tack calls all the time because my idea of defense is, you know, letting a little bit of, you know, but that like a little bit shoving, little little physicalness, go a little bit. You know, what I'm saying let the guys play a little bit. That's been my idea of basketball because that's where I've seen championships. You know, for my home team come from. You got to be proud. You got to be proud to be a Detroit fan because if it wasn't for Detroit, there wouldn't have been a six ring Michael Yeah, dead ass. Dead yeah, ass. if there if yeah. It wasn't the bad boys in his way and somebody to to put to put that obstacle in front of him. There wouldn't be six rings. There wouldn't be a six rings Jordan at all. Isaiah damn near had like yeah. three or four or five because the Pistons were dogs, man. Yeah, man. It's it is super prideful to say that, you know what I'm saying? We were the bad boys. The only thing that sucks is I ain't gonna lie. I feel like uh I kind of feel like a I guess I bandwagon earlier, but I'm not gonna use that term. But I, I feel kind of whole claiming it because I was too young. I don't think I, I was even born during that era. But to know that the homage and history of it is dope and then prideful for sure. How, how old are you? He's 27 I'm, like me. Yeah, I'm 27. Just uh, turned 27. I did too. When was your birthday? Uh, August 10th. Mine's August 23rd. Oh, uh, shit. You Leo? I'm a Virgo. Oh, man. We'll Virgo. pretend you're Leo. Lions are cool, right? <laughs> what's, the an- what's, the sign- what's the animal for a Virgo? Um, I don't think we got an animal, but I got a lion tatted on my arm. So trust me, I'm see, bam, we'll adopt you, bro. Just come, come home, come on home. <laughs> Real game. <laughs> but as far as the NBA refs, my team, um, I feel like they're 
the NBA refs, as far as in the bubble goals, I'll keep it strictly bubble. As far as the bubble goals, I feel like they've been basically playing like the NFL or doing like the NFL replacement refs. Um, the NFL replacement refs, if y'all don't remember, that was a horrible. Those first few games were so terrible. So crazy, it was man. so many blown calls. It was so many <coughs> losses bad. that shouldn't have been losses. It was just too much fucking going on. And I feel yeah. like the NBA refs in this bubble are replacement refs. Like, I don't think these, like, I feel like these are replacement refs. I feel like the, the legit refs was like, it's Corona, it's a pandemic, fuck your bubble. I'm cool. I'm gonna sit back on this referee salary at the crib, and y'all can hire somebody else. Cause they, I think they got like a referees union. So they're like, they're like, you know what? Nah, um, my union says that I can stay home and collect this check. And you know, put it put it in the second string, put it in the bench. That's right? that's a good point. I, I'd I'd be interested in like uh, looking that up. You should you should check that out. That'd be a hot take. I'm gonna look it up. I'm a, I might steal that take. So okay, <laughs> my next question is: so what can be changed in the rules to so they can protect the shooter? Oh, but oh they're not changing they're not nothing. The defender. One more time. I apologize because I'm being rude and talking over you. Say it one more time. You all right? I gotta get, go back. All right, be hot too. Okay, what can they change? Okay. All right, dope. <laughs> what can all right? What did I say? Oh, what can way, change about, to protect the shooter or something? The NBRA. It's called the National Basketball Referees Association. Yeah. So they definitely, they definitely have a union. What can be yeah. done so that the shooter is also protected, but the defensive player can be as well when it when it comes to that that call from last night? Um, if, um, if I can go real quick, um, go ahead. personally, personally, what I would think is again when it comes to defense they want you to land as safely as possible like we discussed mm-hmm. earlier right um, it makes sense you know what I'm saying you want because, yeah because like there's been recorded video of people landing on people's foot the defender getting too close and the shooter Zaza. Has, literally the shooter has zero space but like but then i feel that those are two two way different scenarios though because last night all he did was brush his back what happened to Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard? He yeah, well, I guess what landed on top, you know, on top of his. Well, 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 one thing to keep in mind with last night though is it was a fucking garbage call. It you was, know, what I'm saying that it wasn't was. it wasn't necessarily like a, a fucking like the, the definition of it because that was he was out his way. He landed. He was just yeah. fading away. It's not well, like he landed on Giannis. You know I was just well, that I, question. Well, yeah, what I, can you do to prevent that? In that particular instance, again, get, 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 bring the starters back in. Bring the starters back in because, like you said, it was a it was a it was a brush on the back. Like he didn't he didn't pull his jersey. He ain't do nothing like that. It was literally like it was a tap. He tapped him and you cost yeah. and, you, and you cost the Bucks the game for them. So great. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's why I look up. I want to look up if these guys are if these are the starter refs or if these are guys who aren't you know we don't typically see, you know? Because we, we, we know all the referees we always see, like my man dark skinned dude with the mustache, kind of buff. Yeah, we got the great mud. You know what I'm saying? I, I used to see him. I don't know if I've seen him this playoffs no, or you mm-hmm. yeah. Or the that's, old dude for, that was known for the fight at one finals. I can't think of his name. The dude that's been like 21 years. Right. Yeah, like the, the mm-hmm. main. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, if these guys are the normal refs. That that'd be a good uh thing to look into. Cause that that was a ticky tacky call. But like like I said though, that's been like the history of the NBA. Like I'm used to defense being played. When defense gets played here in Detroit, it's the same shit. Just fucking like just weird calls, you know what I'm saying? Whereas it's a regular defensive play. Is the NBA refereeing is just refereeing in general, bro. Sometimes in the NFL is just so fucking whack, bro. Just and it's just one of those things you just gotta accept because like you really can't do nothing about it sometimes. It's, it's, but some of it's so damn sketchy, man. Like, I don't know. But you gotta remember though, the way to accept it is to know how difficult it is to referee games. 
mm-hmm. at the same time. No, a thousand percent. Like there are calls where I'm like, damn, that that was a good call, but it's obviously yeah, those calls is like, come on, bro, what the like, what did you what did you see on that? Especially it is different to watch in person and live. Mm, they said they're saying that these are some of the of the actual referees. Um, okay, they're saying these are some of the actual referees, but yeah. they're basically putting it up to the referees are kind of are adjusting to the bubble just like the players, and so that's mm-hmm. why they're slacking. If that's the case. That's weak. That's a weak. That's a weak ass answer. Yeah, that's a weak ass excuse. What the fuck you mean? You're watching the damn game. There's no audio. No people yelling at you, telling you you suck. Come on. It should be easier, right? Yeah, it should be easier. If anything, that's you're, a weak you're excuse. You're in a bubble, bro. You're you're in a bubble. You're mm-hmm. in Disneyland. They let you bring yeah. certain things. Like you're in a contained situation. <laughs> again, for the players, they ain't had to do nothing in the past few months. Like y'all said, the refs. No, again, no disrespect to the rest. Y'all are a mm-hmm. crucial part of the game, but y'all are running up and down the court. Y'all are just y'all are watching. That, that's yeah. pretty much it. Like y'all, y'all are watching the game and just and calling it that. And that, like, and like both of y'all are saying, that foul last night was hundred percent bullshit. But yeah, something that's not bullshit. Something that's not bullshit. Our final topic on this broadcast: um, Legarrett Blount, three-time champion. What? I said no, it's Blount. Ah, I thought it was Blunt. No, it's Blunt. Is it is is it Blunt? I thought it was Blunt. Yeah, yeah. My fault. Um, Legarrette Blunt, um, three-time NFL champion, is now sure. with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year contract. Oh, you talking about um, Leonard Fournette? Uh huh. That's Legarrette Blount. Hold on, wait a second. Let me let me double check my snuff facts. I, I just, you I talking just... about the, you talking about from yesterday? The big news from yesterday? Mm-hmm. Legarrette Blunt's the older dude with dreads. He punched that dude at, in uh, when he was at BYU. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh. Well, I mean, he may have signed there yesterday. I don't know, but I know they signed uh, Leonard Fournette of the Jags yesterday. The Jags let him go, and then he signed with the Buccaneers yesterday. Fucking traitor. <coughs> Legarrette Blunt, he he played his last team he played for was uh, here in Detroit. That's only I mean that's not the only reason I know that, but I I know I know well of him just because he was our running back. I was excited when we got him because what you just said, three time champ. Oh shit! I didn't have this whole thing fucked up. Well, how the fuck did I how the fuck did I confuse Legarrette Blunt for fucking Leonard Fournette? That just makes this whole situation even rougher. Because we black, we all look the same. What the hell? Wait, no, I'm playing. I am. Hey, did you already did you already touch on that topic on the first half of this? Uh, uh, uh. I just, I just okay. said that we were gonna talk about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The scrappers use this half. We, we easy. Fuck it. Like we cover all the same shit. Yeah. Like. Hold the fuck up. So wait a second. Wait a second. So yeah. Makes, um. Leonard Fournette, former former first round pick of the Jags. Uh, he he signed with the uh, the Tampa Bay pa- uh, Tampa Bay Patriots at this point. I ain't gonna call him <laughs> pretty Patriots. much Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they got man, they got Tom Brady now, obviously at quarterback. They got Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Uh, they already had oh, he's a dog ass receiver. I'm so mad I can't think of his name because I'm team light skin and he's fucking uh, Vincent. No, his name not Vincent Jackson. What's his name? Help me out. The receiver in Tampa Bay, the tall dude, Mike Evans. Yep, Mike Evans. Yes, yeah, so they got Tom Brady. Mike Evans, Goodwin or Godwin? I, I get them I mixed up. It's Godwin, then you got OJ Howard. Now you got yep. Leonard Fournette at the running back. You still got you still got fucking OJ Howard as your second string uh, tight end too. Yep, yep, so yep. Bro, they're 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 stacked right now on yep. offense. 
That's what I was telling Crony, like the 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 like, and again, I, I definitely the defense wasn't bad last year either. I definitely mixed up Blount with Fournette, and again, I really do apologize for that. But I was telling him, I was telling him like with Blount or with Blunt that they would be dangerous as fuck. But now that now that again, I'm starting to realize that that is like it's Leonard Fournette, bro. They're yeah, going to be fucking dangerous. He, if he stays healthy, that's a key to that team's success for sure. Because we obviously all, I mean, I don't know how you guys stand on the Brady thing, but I I feel like his skill set has been overhyped a little bit mm-hmm. as far as like his ability and what, what he actually does at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a smart player, obviously, I'm saying, but I'm talking about like as far as like, if, when you think of like the best thrower in the league, the best like who could throw the football further and accurate, yeah. raw skill set, you're not talking Tom Brady. You know what I'm you're saying? I've always felt he's a little bit beneficiary of, of having the best coach ever. But now that we see him without the best coach and he, his team, his surrounding pieces are these people, it's, just, it's fucking annoying. Because now we, <laughs> there's really no – it's annoying, bro. Because because The question is, if, is he going to be able to utilize this, this great team? A great running game, bro, will open up a passing game no matter they, who you have at quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, who, who's the other running back? Oh, I'm the look running up. back was Jones, Jones, Jones. Hold on, give me one second. Yeah, I'm going to look up too. Running back. Let's see. Buccaneers. Here we go. Peyton Barber. Um, oh, my God, bro. They got LaShawn McCoy, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, they got LaShawn McCoy oh and Litter Fournette. So oh, Peyton. man. They got yeah, Peyton. that's. They got Fournette. They got Ronald Jones. That's his name. That's they started. Ronald Jones. No, I got it's uh, no, nah, Ronald Jones is garbage. They got Peyton Barber and fucking uh, he's their starter for real, Ronald Jones. Yeah, because they, they um, that's the that's one of the articles that I saw. Um, oh, I keep on the coach Bruce Arians said that Ronald Jones is still the starter despite Leonard Fournette signing. Fuck yeah, they're lying their asses off. Leonard Fournette's a stud. That, that's what well, I don't know because they got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ mm-hmm. Howard, Cameron Brady. Um, Rob Gronkowski. Oh yeah, Ronald Jones had a good year last year. He had 700 yards. I mean, that's decent. On that old line, they got Alex Kappa, Ryan Jensen. Ali yeah, man. It's, like, fucking, it's it's annoying because like as someone who who carries that narrative, and I, I don't want to disrespect Tom Brady. Obviously, the man fucking has plenty of success and won MVPs and shit like that. But like the narrative of him being a assist, I don't want to call him a system guy. I'm gonna call him a system guy. Fuck Let me read you this defense real quick. Let me read you this defense just so you, oh, just so, just so you can see just not, how fucking stacked they really yeah, are. Yeah, that defense is nice. They got Nadamik and Sue. They got Vita, they got Vita V. They got Levante David. Who else they got here? Who else they got here? They got um Shaquille Barrett. Um, they got Kevin Minter, Jason, <laughs> Jason Pierre Paul, Devin White, Carlton Davis, they cornerback. God damn, they are fucking stacked. Yeah, man. Justin they, Evans, they free safety is injured right now. Justin Evans is, is a dog of a free safety. They, they are fucking stacked. They stack like Ken K. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, that, this. Uh, you know, you know what though is going to be interesting because like uh, they're going to be successful. I actually, I can't even say anything to it. But it's also annoying too for guys like Drew Brees. We finally get to see Tom Brady face a good quarterback in his same division as him twice a year. And it's the team exactly, he has exactly to bring to the table. Yep. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't want people to start like talking shit about Drew Brees now because like when I match up head to head, Tampa might win because the fucking defense is stacked. And yeah, 
I mean, you can't disrespect Breeze at all. Breeze is a god with the yeah. football. He's a god with that football. You can't disrespect him. Every, yeah, time, every right. time they think that Breeze is about to to go down or they think this is Breeze's last year, he put in, wasn't he 13 and 3 last year? I don't even know, man. I'm, I'm looking at his defense again right now. William Golston, Levante, David. That book, man. Now, I a few games last year, didn't he? I'm talking about the team. Man, he did because. Um, oh, yeah, Breeze did miss a few games. Yeah, because Teddy Bridgewater played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man, it's going to be interesting. Um, One thing I, I would say for people, to, this team's going to be successful because it's just, it's just, there's no way. But one thing I would, would keep in mind is that Philadelphia Eagles team, when they were getting called the Dream Team, when they had Michael Vick, John Jackson, LaShawn McCoy, and uh, Namdi Asamoah at cornerback, mm. that team was supposed to be fucking stacked too. And, and they, they ended up being disappointing. But. I feel like uh, this team has too many pieces offensively. I don't know, bro. It just depends. Football's so crazy because it really is like a chess game, too, and if guys are healthy or not. By the way, they yeah. did. They went 13-3. and They were first in the NFC South, and they lost yeah. the wild card playoffs to the Vikings. Yep. It's like Cousins injured right now, too. Oh, injured's hurt? We're not, we're not gonna oh, discuss Cousins in the North. We're not going to discuss me. this. Matter of fact, then I got you over here. This is <laughs> that, that me and him, I ain't had a chance to ask somebody yet. So during the NFL season, I made the, the bold claim that Kirk Cousins has the potential to have a better career than Tony Romo. How do you feel? Hold on. So I, I yeah. said over the long haul, yes, he'll have a better career. And I said that he's had I said I feel like he had a better start in his career. I feel like they're um pretty similar. I mean I think skill-wise, Tony Romo was probably for sure better. But, uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins has been in some really good situations with the Vikings. The Vikings are a really good team and organization, in my opinion. We got to face them twice a year, and, and they're always a problem. They always got something to be scared of as a Lions fan. So, like, I feel like he was put in a, a really good situation with those guys. Because you got to think, too, like, if we're looking at in terms of, like, success of, of, of uh, Kirk Cousins getting W's and, and making playoffs and stuff like that, the Vikings were doing that before he was there. You know what I'm saying? When they had Teddy Bridgewater and even Case Keenum. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they were still getting the same amount of success when other quarterbacks. But skill-wise, I'd probably say Tony Romo was better. But when it's all said and done, Kirk Cousins is probably going to look more accomplished. Yeah, I mean, there's also recency bias. Too. I'm going to say, I think, this is, I think this might be a recency bias. Yeah, it's also recency bias, too. Because um, Tony Romo, like, it's not that I, like, was disgusted by Tony Romo. I've never been, like, a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, I hate the Cowboys. It's just, it's just Tony Romo, I feel like he had pieces and he had opportunities, and I just feel like they all kind of went to the, to the side. Like, yeah, I feel like Tony Romo was supposed to be better than what he was and the fact that Jerry stuck with him so so damn long like just doesn't make any sense to me and this is one another argument that I made um Tony Romo has made the postseason made the postseason over his career over his 13 year career four times Kirk Cousins is about two four six eight years in and he's already made it three Mm -hmm. twice with Washington once with Minnesota and if he can heal up and get back to his next season, I can pretty much guarantee with Dalvin Cook that they run it back that and like that they're going to make the playoffs again. They may not go far, but that's gonna put the four and four right there. So he's he's only been to the playoffs once with Minnesota? He's been yeah, yeah. He he's been with Minnesota for two years and he went First last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but he got hurt, didn't he? 
Uh, no, no, they they made it. No, they made the playoffs last year. The year before that, though, they didn't make it. No, um, no, last year they eight. played six, 16 games. He oh, went 16 for 16, um, 4,298 yards thrown, okay. 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He had a good 2018. Yeah, I think, yeah, skill wise, I think Tony Romo is better, but um, when it's all said and done, I mean, Kirk Cousins, his shit's gonna look better. But he, he He's been in some like his 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 playoff situations in uh in Washington though were like because of how weak his division was. Yeah. Like I'm I'm looking at the records right now. Like uh you know 2015 they were nine and seven. That's not you know that's not great. Not the year great. after that they're eight and seven, then seven and nine. You know what I'm saying so like they're not world beater numbers. It's kind of results of just being in a kind of ass division. Yeah, I think the problem with 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 Dallas as far as like. A lot of their why they fall short. I feel like they held on to a garbage ass coach for just way too long, bro. And and uh, Jason Garrett, I think he proved time and time and again that he can't get it done. They just kept giving him opportunity again and again and again. Wade Phillips, too, kinda. I, I mean, he wasn't a bad coach by any means, but he wasn't a bad coach. You know what I'm saying, but he wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't the coach. You know what I'm saying? Like you know those guys like they'll get you there, then another guy get you over the hump. Yeah, yeah that's what he was. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, goddamn, we just packed in another forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. Of what uh, yeah. we like to call here on the Ways World Podcast and Network, flamethrower content. We just packed in another hey, forty-five man. minutes of flamethrower content. I want to buy it, man, baby. No, man. <laughs> um, I want to once again thank Easy of the Easy of the Easy Speak Out Podcast. I want to thank Easy. I want to. <laughs> Thank him so much for for joining, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, like, this you is, guys asked me to come on, man. Bro, this is dope. Like, speak out easy. Speak out easy podcast. Speak it's out. Speak easy, easy podcast. podcast. Like, I always keep flipping it. Cause I'm always like, no, speak out easy podcast. No, no, no. It's the speak easy. The Speak Easy podcast. Yeah, Why do I like, like uh, speak out? This isn't Martin. This isn't an episode of Martin. Speak out. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, it's your boy Easy. Uh, I'm from the Speak Easy podcast. I, I didn't name the podcast. My boy did. I, if, if, when uh, liquor was illegal, like alcohol, they had these things called Speakeasies. That's where everybody yeah. go to drink, and just talk and chill. So that's why I wanted my shit to be like. So we called it the Speak Easy. But uh, yeah, come check me out, man. I uh, have tons of athlete and celebrity guests like. I said we had the porn star Kendra Lust, big sports fan as well. Um, if you like MMA, I always got some fire ass uh, MMA content with, with UFC fighters. And I even had Matt Barnes on like real, real quick. I got to ask him about, oh shit, you're from Indianapolis, bro. Let me ask you. Fucking uh, if Big Ben and Ronald Tess were about to go down mano y mano, who you taking in that fight? Big Ben, Ben Wallace. Yes. Ben Wallace versus Ronald Tess. Ooh. If, I, if they had to, if they were squaring up one on one, Ron Artest, I'm sorry, because Ron Artest, it's, it's a couple of screws loose in that man's head. And and the way that he spazzed out at the Malice in the Palace, like, even though it was, it was, it was worth it because somebody threw a beer on him when he was trying to chill. Um, Ron Artest, he, like, Ron Artest, had, he had to have his therapist travel with him <laughs> during his season with the Lakers. Like, his therapist had to travel with him. That was like his writer. That was like his list of demands. Like when he signed with the team, he was like, my, he was like, my therapist has to travel with me. That don't mean that power won't knock his ass out, though. See, it's a good topic. 
I got to ask Matt Barnes. We got to ask Matt Barnes that question because Matt Barnes is a little scrapper too, from, you know, from the NBA, his Definitely. NBA day. So yeah, I had Matt Barnes on. Um, who you taking that fight, Cody? Yep, like, Matt Barnes had the epic moment too with Kobe with the with the flinch, the ball flinch. Yep. Yeah, but we had Matt Barnes on the speakeasy. Got to ask him who he takes in that fight. I'll send you guys that video. Uh, that's that's dope that you're from Indiana. I'm from Detroit, and that's like a that's a thing too. But yeah. Uh, football, we had Glover Quinn on. It's, man, all sports, bro. All sports. We, we got to definitely do this again. We definitely. Sure, man. Yeah, I usually do like uh, video pods too, man. If, um, you know what I'm saying? This, this shit's hitting. Let's let's do one. You guys come on uh, Speakeasy as well. Hell yeah, shit. We, um, we normally go live on Facebook where we go live. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm down for that too. Yeah. Um, we normally either go live on Facebook or live me. Um, it's just uh, Crony is like new to podcasting mm-hmm. um and we i immediately like I, when i say i threw him i threw him in the videos i was like when me and him decided we were gonna do the podcast i was like okay our first episode we're going live like, we're going live we're going live and i threw him straight to the videos and um yeah. and i wanted to to dial it back for a little bit and be like you know what let's let's get the the talking portion down solid, which I think at this point we did. Point. I, I feel like at this point we there now. Like, and let's let's get it cracking. So next, so next episode, um, we would love to have you back. You see it next Wednesday. If you're free next Wednesday, Tony. Um, you work on Wednesdays. What about? Yeah, I might even have to. Wait. I'm I'm have to relook at my shit too. But we will definitely get together, man. Because I'm I'm definitely down. I love to talk sports. For real, for real. But mm-hmm. um, oh, and I got your link. I got your link. I got you on Twitter. Boom. Um, yep, I just sent you the uh, Ron Artest versus Big Ben video. Yeah, okay. you know what? When you when you told people this episode's out, share that video. See what see what the, see what people from Indiana saying because I'm kind of interested now too. Matter of fact, this is gonna be the video that I put up with it. This is gonna be that video. I got right. you. I got you. I got you. Um, but this has been talking sports with Way and Crony and our guest, the Speakeasy Podcast, Mister Easy himself. I have been your boy Way. This is Crony. Nah, I'm easy. <laughs> Peace. Deuces. Thanks for having me on, guys. Ain't no problem, bro.